the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Advocate with your host, Nick Phillips. And now, here's your host, Nick Phillips. Nick Phillips with you with another edition of The Advocate. Thank you so much for joining us this Sunday evening. Uh, Tonight, something special. Uh, First off, what we're not going to talk about, we're not going to talk about COVID at all. We've been talking about that for two years. Uh, With us in the studio tonight, we have Phil Elam, who is an actor. Hello, Phil. Thank you for joining us tonight. We're, We're going to be talking tonight about the motion picture industry here in northern Ohio, and really a lot is going on, and we're very optimistic about it. With us tonight, we have Bill Garvey also joining us. Bill is the president of the Greater Cleveland um, Film Commission, I believe. Uh, Bill, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Uh, first off, I have a copy of your bio. I mean, Phil is uh, somewhat new to the Film Commission here, but... He's been in motion pictures and production for, for years and has a lot of uh, experience. Uh, Bill, thank you for joining us tonight. And tell us a little bit about those credits that you have. Sure. Uh, I started in the motion picture industry uh, 26 years ago, and uh, I've worked all over the country um, as a, in the capacity of a location manager and scout. So I I uh, worked with the director and, and production designer and producers to uh, source all the filming locations on the movies that I worked on. Um, and then over the years, uh, I, I started in New York and kind of worked my way around and uh, have been fortunate enough to work on some pretty high-profile uh, projects over the years. I uh, worked uh, four seasons of The Sopranos, four seasons of Law & Order, uh, worked on National Treasure and Spider-Man 2, and Avengers, Captain America, went to Soldier, uh, Fast uh, and Furious 8, Fate of the Furious, and uh, most recently, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, which uh, won two Academy Awards. And uh, those are very impressive. We didn't. We do miss The Sopranos, and that's been off now for how many years? A lot. Time is flying yeah, by. Yeah, 2006, I think, was the last uh, last season. Yeah, and I, I finished up. It's it's really been a long time. I, my last uh, year on The Sopranos was two, 2002. Oh, my goodness. Well, now, what brings you to Cleveland? How did you find this job? Uh, well, uh, I met a uh, Cleveland girl. And, uh, oh, oh, oh that'll do it. <laughs> here I am. <laughs> um, but I, I, uh, I actually came here 13 years ago, so I, I've been here for a while, uh, and I've worked on you know, the motion, motion pictures that have come here over the last 13 years. Um, uh, but what brings me to the film commission is uh, basically the, the skill set that you develop as a location manager, uh, the relationships you build with studios, with government, um, and how movies are put together, uh, that experience, that kind of lends itself uh, very well and fits in with the uh, responsibilities of, of a film commission. So a lot of film commissions over the uh, across the country are, are run by former location managers. 
our, our listeners, I'm sure most of them have no idea uh, what goes on that makes up the film industry other than it's an industry. Uh, somehow, right. somehow it does a lot of stuff, but uh, you spend a lot of time as a location manager. Uh, and uh, from what we've been seeing in the motion picture industry, there's a lot of work that is done. There's a lot of minutia that has to be done. There, there are, are crew members, there's location managers, there are casting directors, there are, are actors, there, I mean, it just goes on and on and on. Uh, and as I was talking to you the other day, I was thinking that here in Cleveland, uh, the one of the utilities, the illuminating company, came up with a tagline for the city of Cleveland years ago. They referred to Cleveland as the best location in the nation. And I, I'm thinking that really holds true here to motion pictures because we've been doing so much filming here. Can you give us a rundown, first off, not only of what all we're doing here in northern Ohio and in Cleveland specifically, but what are the dollars like? The, the dollars are tremendous. What's happening dollar-wise, and what's happening with the state of Ohio? Right. The, you know, the business, the movie business, um, is often overlooked uh, for the, the number of dollars it generates and the jobs that it generates. And a lot of time when I'm talking to somebody here locally, uh, they have no idea that there's an industry that exists uh, here that employs, uh, you know, tons of people working on these movies that come here. It's not all people from out of town. Uh, it's actually local crew that, that live here. Um, I, I was actually giving an interview recently with a reporter that I known for 10 years. And, you know, when it came to where I lived, he's like, I thought you just came in for the movies. I didn't realize you actually lived in Ohio. And just like me, there's, there's tons of other people working in this industry um, to, to do all the jobs that it takes to make a movie. So when you talk about, um, you know, the economic uh, input that a, a movie can bring to a, a region, uh, we've generated $1.2 billion over the, the, uh, the course of the motion picture tax credit, uh, which was uh, created in 2009. Um, and that's, $1.2 billion that would not have come here if not for that tax credit. So any state that has a movie industry uh, has tax credits. So uh, a brief history of, of uh, tax credits and, and how this has uh, gotten to where we are now. Uh, back in the 1990s, um, the exchange rate to Canada, Canadian dollars, was, was pretty weak. Uh, so it was really attractive for productions to bring uh, their money across the border uh, shoot in Toronto and Vancouver, uh, and you know, hire crews that were somewhat cheaper um, with weaker unions. And uh, because of that, we had a, a thing called runaway production. So, uh, our answer in the states to that was uh, was Louisiana uh, in 2003 uh, started the first tax setup, and that started bringing back production. And so, other states looked at that and saw the success that. Louisiana was was uh, uh, having and start decided to do that too. So now we have um, you know dozens of states that uh, have a movie business because of their tax incentive. So our uh, tax incentive in in, uh, in Ohio is a thirty percent refundable tax credit uh, for any expense that the movie uh, spends in Ohio. So in other words, uh, all the payroll, all the all the hiring, all the crew that work on the movie, um, and all the vendors that we work with. There's hundreds of vendors that um, we source all our materials for, I mean, and it runs the gamut. You know, it's a, a, lot, a lot of things, you know, lumber and uh, props and, you know, furniture stores and paint and 
trucking and, you know, it just goes on and on. There's an unlimited uh, number of vendors with whom uh, we work. Uh, so over the years, you know, the, there's the equivalent of over 6,000 uh, full-time equivalent jobs that have been created in this industry here. Um, and we continue to have success and, you know, it's a full-time job. Uh, we, we don't work for the same company all the time, but we work and we raise our family and we buy our house and pay our mortgage and, and pay our taxes here because of this industry. For, for people who are interested in getting into the film industry, uh, either as talent or as craft and, and so forth, uh, now's a great time to be in Cleveland. Phil, uh, you, you're from Detroit? Yes, I'm from Detroit. Hello, Nicholas. How Hi, are you today? Phil, thank you for joining us. Oh, thank and, you for having me. And, and you're, you're into the acting side, the talent yes, side. Yes, I am. How did you choose Cleveland? Well, you know, it was really interesting. Uh, I'm a student at Burt Seam Actor Studio, and uh, I was actually studying in Detroit. And um, the opportunity that was available here, not only just from the tax incentive and the filming opportunity, but the actual uh, structure and system here for learning to be better prepared as an actor because you could have all the tax incentives that you want and all the opportunities. But as an actor and as talent, if you're not capable of stepping up and being able to do the job properly, it doesn't really matter. So uh, to go along with the tax incentive here, um, First Team Actor Studio was developed to actually, you know, Get us ready. This is when they say, go action, you're on. You actually know what you're doing. So um, it's one of those things here. And so I've actually, I'm renting a place here. I'm from Detroit, but I actually have a place here in Cleveland, in Cleveland Heights, that I'm actually renting. And I'm here like um, three or four days every week studying. My goodness. So tonight you're listening to the people who are actually in the industry. And yep. if you're listening out there and have any interest at all in getting involved in the film industry, uh, yeah, listen well, and if you have any questions for, for Bill or Phil, uh, you can call into the station here at 216-901-0945, and we'll, we'll put your question on the air, or you can email us at theadvocateradio at gmail.com. That's theadvocateradio at gmail.com. Uh, Bill, with regard to the money, the money drives everything, and, and that's how we get get movies here. How do you go about getting productions here into the Cleveland area. And we're going to take a break. Time is flying by. We want to come back talking to Bill Garvey. He's the president of the Greater Cleveland Film Commission. And uh, right now we're witnessing the birth and booming of quite an industry that is going to do something in the future here. So be with us. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back. You're listening to Nick Phillips here on WHK, The Advocate. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Boom. W-H-K, Color Channel 14, Cleveland Radio. Where your hearing swings, where your hearing swings. And now, back to The Advocate with your host, Nick Phillips. Welcome back, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with another segment of The Advocate uh, that... Uh, Old jingle from WHK. I want to remind everyone that WHK this year is 100 years old. Hard to believe. I wasn't around then. But uh, it goes back to the old rock and roll days here in uh, Cleveland and with WHK. We're, uh, we're talking to Phil Elam and uh, also from the Greater Cleveland Film Commission, Bill Garvey. Bill, thank you again for joining us. Hello, Bill. Oh, can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, Now we hear oh. you. Okay, you're with us. Uh. Okay. Ah, very, very good. Um, how do you do your job uh, when we have motion pictures uh, spending millions of dollars here in the area? 
coming from production companies like Netflix and Universal Films, Universal Studios, and Warner Brothers. How, how does that process begin? Uh, do you reach out to them? Do they reach out to you, or what's happening? Well, I mean, nobody, you know, thinks of Ohio first. Um, so, you know, we have to we have to keep ourselves uh, in the forefront of, of people's minds. So, I, I leverage my contacts uh, working with studios, you know, over the years to you know kind of source what they're looking to do, you know, what projects they have coming down the pike, and see where we can fit. Uh, and be a good fit for for those projects. So, you know, it's it's, a, it's about customer service. Ultimately, we we have to go out and you know talk to producers and and see where where they're heading with their stories. Um, the thing about this city is, uh, and the reason I like it so much, and the reason that it, it's a Shangri La for filmmakers, in my opinion, is it's so diverse. You know, the architecture here uh, it, it ranges from pre-war to uh, to ultra modern, and then you have diverse topography. So you, you have Flatus, Kansas, on the west side, and you know go towards uh, Youngstown. You get to the foothills of the Appalachian. So we can really uh, stand in for a lot of different uh, cities and, and uh, regions across the world, and that gives filmmakers flexibility. And flexibility is uh, good capital to be able to present to producers. So um, when when we're get sitting down in front of studios. Uh, and we tell our story, they're, they're really, uh, they're, they buy into it. So that's why we've had so much success over the years. That's why they continue to come, you know, because obviously mm-hmm. once they have a good experience and once that, uh, that first uh, project has gotten under their belt, then they want to come back. Well, it sounds like your heart is still in, in the, the world of location managers. And I guess you're it right. It has to be. Oh, my, that's, that's the stepping stone, I guess, to start uh, the selection process. It and is. yeah. Uh, I was just right. I was just going to say that the the tax uh, credit situation is very important too. Is there some number that we have where we go from uh, a situation of for every say million dollars that uh, a production gets in tax credits? Uh, is there a rule of thumb as to how many dollars that will generate in actual revenue here in the community? Well, it, I mean, our our uh, calculation we had a, a study done. It's uh, three dollars and eight cents. Uh, economic output generated from that one dollar of uh, production direct spend. Um, you know, and again, it goes. It's diverse, so we're not anchored to one building. We're not just one factory. We kind of move around. So, the last movie that filmed here last uh, last year, a Netflix movie, um, they didn't stay in one spot. And obviously, you're telling stories in different locations, so you spread around the wealth, and the spending goes with it. And the jobs go with it. So, you know, we are going into communities that are, you know, smaller communities as well as the big cities, too. So it's a, a great way to uh, impact economically the state on a wider uh, region, not just in one city. Uh, for those of you who are out there listening and want to call in, you can call here at WHK at 216-901-0945. Or you can send us an email at the Advocate Radio at uh, gmail.com, theadvocateradio at gmail.com. And we have some callers coming in. We'll take a question. Uh, we have uh, Eric on, looks like line three. Can we bring him up? Hello, 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 Eric, are you there? Yes, I am. Hello. Hey, thank you for calling. Are you an actor? Uh, no, I am not an actor. A producer? Do you have, you want to st- have, a, have a question for, uh, for Bill or Phil? Sure. Sure, absolutely. Now, am I asking the question or are you asking the question? I'm sorry to catch that. 
Oh, that's okay. Well, we have you on the air right now, so go ahead and ask. Hello, Eric. How are you? Hey, Phil. It is, uh, you know, I'm proud of you. Uh, congratulations. Oh, thank I, you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, this, this, is, this is pretty cool. So, I guess my question for you is, where do you see your music career going uh, from this point moving forward? Well, music and acting, they're like all together and it's just a matter of just being a service to people as much as I can and being here in Cleveland and with the acting opportunities that are here with the film incentive is just a situation where just wherever I'm blessed to ever go at this point so um, uh, just got signed to an agency in New York and they do a lot of major TV shows of course and of course that happened because I'm studying here in Cleveland so sky's the limit and there's other opportunities coming up and more films that are coming uh, in the coming year and this year as well so uh, lots of things are on the horizon right now. Some things you really can't talk about. You know what I mean? Thank you, Eric. Thank you. Uh, we have Thanks, Car- Eric. Carol on the line. Hi. Um, th- hi. Hi, Carol. This is, uh, hi. Um, well, two, me- two questions. Um, first, Phil, hi, this is Mom. And <sighs> I just want to say I am so proud of you. And oh, hi. that was going to... That was going to be my question. I wanted to know, like, in the next couple of years. But it sounds like your tentacles are into a lot of different, different things. So I'm going to ask you more of a technical question that I had that came up. So um, your video that you did, and it's the Cocoa Bean Superstar video. Yes. uh, The imagery for that. How did you pick it, like the circuit board and different things? I'm just curious about your thought process on that. Um, it was just uh, prayed about it, and some images came to mind, and it was one of those things where it just kind of came together and just focused on it with regards to being focused on the acting and the music all together. Okay. Um, oh, thank you, Carol. Right. Very good. Hey, uh, thank you. I have a question for Bill. You know, with with Phil and the other talent here in, in Ohio, with the productions coming in, do you find that we have an abundant amount of talent? Are we hurting for talent? or how, how is that aspect of the film industry working? Well, we have talent, and that's, that's one of the other assets that Ohio has. Um, and, you know, part of it, though, is a lot of the time people don't realize some of these jobs exist. So, you know, we, we try to, you know, advertise uh, that this is an industry that's growing here. It's been successful, but we're actually building it even further. And, you know, there's more jobs coming year after year. Um, and hopefully, you know, we, we, we also advocate to increase the tax incentive because obviously we've had success, but we're one of the smaller tax incentives in the, in the country. Um, we're working towards increasing it to the point where we're getting a, a substantial amount of more business, and that's all based on that tax incentive, uh, the cap of the tax incentive. For, for, so, for our uh, legislators who might be listening tonight, mm-hmm. uh, we're at about $40 million a year as a tax credit. Are we still there? We're capped at $40 million. And, and that basically ra- raising the tax incentive doesn't mean raising the money given to each project per se, it's still a 30% uh, incentive. It just means that there's more money available for more jobs. So right now we, we turn away about a half to two thirds of the applications that apply for tax incentive uh, every year. And, you know, that's just lost opportunity. That's lost jobs. Those jobs go somewhere else. They go to, usually they go to Pittsburgh or Atlanta or New Orleans uh, or Boston. You know, right. we, we compete with these other cities that have tax incentives and, 
all those states uh, have a higher cap on their tax incentive than we do. And when you're talking about the uh, the center of the universe in the movie business th- these days, it's not L.A., it's not California, it's Georgia, it's Atlanta. And they had $4 billion directly spent in their industry in Georgia last year. Um, we had a good year last year. We, we had 190 uh, statewide, 190 million spent, but four billion. That, that's that's kind of the size of this industry now. And when you talk about the streaming wars that are in full flux right now, with all this money flying around looking for a landing spot, there's more production than ever than ever that that I've ever seen, and I've been doing this a long time. Uh, so you know, we we want to advocate for a higher cap so that we uh, take advantage of all these jobs uh, that could come here. We can say that at the end of the day, a higher cap would only bring in more net profit to, to Ohio. Yes. So there's yeah. really no, no reason not to really expand that because the history of these tax incentives have been all positive and working. And we have this industry growing here in Ohio, which is amazing. Yeah, and it, and it's only uh, incentive for money spent in state. It, it's not money spent out of state. It's money spent to hire locally. It's money spent at local vendors. It's money spent at local hotels. Um, last year, Cleveland alone had 36,000 hotel room nights uh, for the movies that filmed here. Real quick, in the last couple of seconds, uh, do, you, do you look at the industry growing even more within the next one to two years here in Cleveland? I do. And it's all, again, you have so many streaming services with such a demand for content. That's what is driving this. And that's why there's so many more jobs available. So if we're talking about the brain drain of Ohio, and, you know, there was an article in Cleveland.com today about how um, Tri-C and Cleveland State and Case are, are combining forces to solve that, that issue, the, the brain drain issue. Well, th- this is one of those jobs that can help solve that problem too. We, we don't want people moving out of state and this is a, a pretty attractive job that pays pretty well. Um, you know, the, the jobs that I'm talking about are six figure jobs with health and uh, welfare wow. uh, benefits and, and uh, pension. And, and six, I mean, figures, jobs can, six figures yeah. goes a long way in Cleveland. It that does. is great. Well, Bill Garvey from the greater Cleveland film commission. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. And we'll be back with Phil Elam, and we have some other guests coming on. We have some callers holding. Don't go away. We'll be back after these words. You're listening to Nick Phillips here on WHK, The Advocate. Don't go away. We'll be right back. And now, back to The Advocate with your host, Nick Phillips. Welcome back, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with another segment of The Advocate. And in this segment, Bob, first off, by the way, tonight we're talking about filmmaking in Cleveland. Uh, equivalent to Hollywood here, I think. Yes. Uh, and uh, much more economical, but they're still spending the same money at the same rates. It's amazing. And the people are nicer. We're here with uh, Phil Elam, who's uh, an actor and coming here from Detroit, getting involved in the film industry. And uh, we also have uh, for those of you listening who are interested in learning, you know, to find out what Phil knows, and that is how to act in films, we have uh, Lauren Nichols with us. Lauren, are you on the line? I see your name on the screen. Hello, Lauren. Hi, good. How are you? Lauren, you're there. Very good. Yes, yeah, so, hey, we're talking about filmmaking in Hollywood uh, East, which is Cleveland, Ohio now. 
<laughs> and uh, perfect. We, we were just talking to Bill Garvey from the Greater Cleveland Film Commission about the industry as a whole and how healthy it seems to be and how um, there's a lot of production going on here. And uh, t- tell, for the listeners who don't know who Lauren is, uh, tell us a little bit about who are you and what do you do and why are you important to the film industry here? Sure. Um, so my name is Lauren Nichols. Uh, professionally, when I act, I go by Lauren Barry, which is my maiden name, but I teach under Lauren Nichols. Um, so I am a sag after actress. And after college, I moved to Los Angeles, and I just soaked up all of the training that they had to offer, and I learned so, so much about acting for the camera and how to audition and how to break down my script. And um, that was really when Cleveland was starting to get a lot of productions when I was out in L.A. And I remember getting a call from uh, local casting directors, mainly um, Angela Bohm, who you're going to hear from, I think, tonight as well. I see Angela's Um, online here. Uh, yeah, yes. Yeah. Craig, if you could put Angela on with us also. Well, yes. Sure. Angela. Hello, Angela and Lauren. Hi, Nick. Angela, yes. Now, Angela is a very special person because in the world of motion pictures, you will, you'll see the title of her job on all the credits, usually one of the first three or four credits. It's called casting director, I think. <laughs> uh, is that yeah. your official title as a casting director? It is, yes. Can you explain to the uninitiated what is a casting director? Sure. So we're in charge of casting all the local talent as well as the background talent. So if, uh, you know, we're doing a scene with Matthew McConaughey and Jennifer Garner and the waitress has to come up and say, what kind of coffee would you like? That's the person we cast, as well as everybody in the restaurant that creates the atmosphere. And and that happens in every movie now. Uh, there's a current movie going on now uh, about LeBron James. How many extras are needed for that movie? 4,567. And, <laughs> and they all have to be in the movie, and you need them to show the texture of the scene, and they all get paid, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, and we need them to, to show LeBron's world, you know, who was his teachers, who were the people in the stadiums, who were the news reporters. So we use that to tell our story. But we have thousands of people, and that's just one movie. Uh, yeah. Do, do we have enough people here in Ohio, to, uh, at least in Cleveland, who are involved in this to help you out? Yeah, we sure do. And it seems like every movie we get more and more that help us out, that become interested, and you kind of tap into different worlds. So. With LeBron's story, we've tapped into band members and cheerleaders and basketball players. And now those are people that have never been on a film set, and they get on, and most of them love it. And some of them, it's a one and done. So, <laughs> Now, the way film sets are operated, uh, they're operated pretty much the same way across the country, right? So what you see here in Cleveland is what you'd see in Los Angeles or Atlanta. Is that right? That's correct. Yes, that's correct. Well, tonight we have uh, Phil Elam, uh, an actor. We have Lauren, a, a coach, instructor, and we have Angela, a casting director. You know, the three of you guys represent everything going on. Uh, we had a number of callers coming in, calling in earlier asking uh, questions about, one question I had from Spring was, how does, right now, how does Cleveland compare to Atlanta? A lot of people who are chasing parts and stuff are going down to Atlanta how does Cleveland rack right now as far as going? Phil? Well, you know, I actually, I'm not sure if uh, Angela and Lauren know this, but I actually spent six months in Atlanta before, um, you know, 
returning to Detroit and back to Cleveland. And there is like nothing like Cleveland just with regards to number one, the people are just great here and the training here is so heartfelt and sincere and the belief with regards to the talent that is here through Angela and Lauren, what they put together is like incomparable. It's a, it's, it's a gift. So, um, I don't think you can get any better training anyplace else. Well, talking about the training for a bit, uh, for people listening who might be interested in doing something in films, mm-hmm. they always thought about it, but they never wanted to move to Atlanta or, or California. Move to Cleveland. They, they'd come it's in. cheaper. And they, they, they would look up <laughs> Lauren and, and her courses. Yes. Lauren, tell us, what, what kind of courses do you do and what kind of uh, prerequisites do people need uh, to bring to you before they start? Sure. So we have actors who come to us who are absolutely brand new and, you know, they they might just, maybe they're an extra and, and they do background with Angela and they see what the principal actors who are called the first team on set. If you're a principal actor with lines, you're called first team. And sometimes they see first team in action and they go, oh, I want to learn how to do that. So we have brand new actors who come to us who want to learn the basics. And then we have very advanced actors who are working on building their repertoire and building their resume, building their uh, representative team. They'll sign in, you know, New York and Chicago, Los Angeles. So we have people from all walks, people with a little bit of training or people who just got the acting bug and they want to learn more about it. So uh, First Team Actor Studio was created and we just want to help strengthen this industry. Um, Angela has a really cool story, actually, that I always like hearing her tell when uh, a producer said something, and Angela, maybe you could say it better, but he said something along the lines of, well, what do you expect is Cleveland? This is a long time ago, right, Ann? What's that? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that right. was actually my very first film I ever did. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And it, was, so, it was in regards to extras and them being knowledgeable and what to bring in regards to wardrobe and being on time. And I think now, though, We've come such a long way in the sense that now people will say to me, I can't believe your background. I can't believe your actors. They are so well-groomed. They're on time. They're early. They're, you know, and it, at the beginning it was, well, not only what do you expect at Cleveland, but it was also like, uh, well, they don't know any better. If we were in L.A., we would be getting, you know, people that are early with three sets of wardrobe. And now that is what we get here because people mm-hmm. are being taught and we are grooming the industry. Yeah, and that's our goal at First Team is just to get people ready to be on set, ready to work towards that first team role when they have speaking lines, when Angela is casting people that have to you know, directly interact with Tom Holland. Now we're casting these professional actors right out of Cleveland working as local hires as we should be working because Bill and the whole film commission is working so hard to bring these productions to Cleveland. Uh, we have the talent. We absolutely do. And now it's just getting the people who are interested to understand how do we audition? Um, it's a whole skill set. How do I break down a script? How do I present interesting choices that are camera friendly? Um, and how do I do my job the best that I can? Cause talent is, is something that everyone can possess, but really creating a lane for all of those people to go through the right steps to understand how to get the first team is where we come in and we do it with heart and compassion. And uh, I think all the instructors, we really love what we do and we're starting to see some fantastic success 
with this LeBron film, with larger markets, a lot of our actors are booking, and it's it's really wonderful. Do, do we hear Phil there? Go ahead, Phil. Yeah, and uh, also to interject what Lauren is saying, what she said earlier with regards to the um, new actors or uh, seasoned actors and anything in between, um, everyone should know that everyone is welcomed and encouraged, and no matter where you are in between, there's a spot for you there. And the bottom line is, uh, if you're nervous or think that you can't do it, whether you can or can't, you're able to find out exactly what you're capable of. And usually you'll find out that you're capable of doing a lot more than you think you are. So it's just a wonderful place to be, and I encourage it for everybody if you want to try. I think, I think also it's, you know, we're, we're telling stories. We're telling people's stories right now, LeBron's. We're telling stories of history. Uh, sometimes it's just providing entertainment in this really hard life that people want to get away to. And the fact that here in Cleveland, we're becoming equipped to tell those stories uh, on all levels, whether it's the crew base or the actors that are getting it. They're finally getting it. I think that's a huge thing to be said about these guys because they're kind of the pioneers. They're working and they're training and they're learning. And then when a, a story comes to be told, they're rising up and they're doing it. And I think there's something really huge to be said about that well, right that, now. Well, that's right. And what, what better time to get into an industry than get in at the ground floor when this is just starting and you have all this opportunity? Well, we're talking to casting yeah. director Angela Bohm. We're talking to uh, actor instructor Lauren Nichols. And we're also talking to Phil Elam, actor from Detroit. We'll be right back after these words. You're listening to Nick Phillips here on WHK, The Advocate. We'll be right back. And now, back to The Advocate with your host, Nick Phillips. Welcome back, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with our final segment of The Advocate tonight. Thank you so much for joining us this Sunday evening. Uh, tonight we're talking about Hollywood. Well, we're actually talking about filmmaking in Cleveland, and it's alive and well. And, and with us we have key people to tell you all about it, and we have an uh, actor from Detroit, Phil Elam, who's now here from Cleveland. Thank you, Phil. Hello. Uh, we have Lauren Nichols, who teaches everyone how to be... How to be in acting. And uh, thank you, Lauren, for being with us. And, and also we have Angela Baum, a casting director, the person you want to know if you want to get booked for a movie because uh, she has thousands of bookings to do all the time. So, Angela, thank you for joining us tonight. I think she's there. <laughs> hope she's there. Well, if not, she'll join us again. <laughs> Angela. Yes, I'm here. She's I'm there. Here. All right. Okay, now we hear you. Okay, very good. <laughs> We're putting everyone together from all over here. But um, yeah, with regard to uh, the, the motion picture industry, uh, it's sort of a, a true confession here. Uh, Lauren, uh, my wife Diane and I have been working with you for years now. It's been really marvelous. Thank you. Oh, Lauren, are you there? I'm here. Okay. Yes. We've, we've been working. <laughs> Diane and I have been working with you for years, so it's you've been doing a fantastic job. Oh, you both have been doing a fantastic job. You've come a long way from just taking a a, a class because you thought it would be interesting to now you both have agents. You've done, you know, a good amount of work. Diane's done some great commercial work. It's Well, it's, it's been amazing. And I tell you, one of the, for people listening who want to get into this area and to uh, become involved in it, one thing I find immediately is you become a much better viewer of movies. Right. You, you appreciate the process so much more. It's, it's so amazing. How would people 
uh, get started. Uh, let, let's start maybe with Phil. Phil, how did you get started in this whole thing? I started off a poor young man on the east side of the Mississippi on a Thursday. Crying. Anyway, just kidding. Um, I always loved film. And uh, and actually, I was studying in another market. And I had to take up, I was fortunate enough to take a couple of uh, inner city workshops with Angela. And I just realized that there was so much that I didn't know. And there was such an opportunity to learn. So I took a couple of classes. Then I was kind of hooked because I realized that this is what I need to learn how to do. I, I love to do it, but I have to learn how to do it properly. So just I crashed and burned a couple of times, but they picked me right back up and said, you could do this, and I welcomed me back, and I've been here ever since, and now they can't get rid of me. We find, uh, coming from the outside of this whole thing, getting involved with people involved mm-hmm. in this, that almost 100% of the time, everybody is so nice. In this market, yeah. And, you know, first, I'm not just saying this to say this, but First Team Actor Studio is just a special place. I mean, uh, people care. And there's so much support among the students. And, uh, but all that comes from the top down, I think, because the tone is set at the top. And there's so much support there, and I can't say enough about it. I've said this many times, but I'm just going to keep saying it. So. And when people make that decision and they contact, say, someone like Lauren and mm-hmm. come into one of her classes, Lauren, what, how do you help them move forward from being out in the cold into coming inside? Lauren's gone. Okay. Well, can I tell you a story? Quick story. Sure. Um, the first uh, day that I was in class at First Dimension Studio, Lauren basically said, "You could do this. Simple as that." And and she made you think like you'd actually do it. And like she said before, looking at a script and realizing what it means and how to approach it and breaking it down as opposed to setting the lines is so key. And setting you apart from everybody else. Well, let me, uh, Lauren. I think you're back with us now. Are you there? Hello, Lauren. Uh, Lauren. I know. Oh, there she is. Great. Lauren's Lauren's back. We were talking about you while you you dropped off the uh, the, the phone here. Uh, question: <laughs> When people come in uh, out of the cold to meet with you and start the classes, uh, what, what do you look for? And do you encourage everyone? Does everyone stick with it? And is everyone or most people ultimately uh, least productive? Yes. Yeah. So in our very first course, one of our first courses, it's called Actors Arsenal, and it really just equips everybody with tangible steps that they can make toward this on-camera career. Um, they, they see what the industry is like. They have a passion for it, but they just don't really know where to start. So we talk a lot about um, how do you get an agent? How do you make sure that you have headshots that are marketing you correctly? What is a good format of a resume? Uh, how do you send in a self-tape? And and all the casting sites, how do you find auditions? How do you know what's going to be legit? How do you not get scammed? There's a lot of information out there if people just really knew how to take one step after the other. So that's our goal is to equip absolutely everybody, even if you're brand new. Um, mm-hmm. And then you move on different tracks. So we have our on-camera track, which would move into auditioning and advanced auditioning. With we're constantly watching our work back on tape and getting critiqued by an instructor. Uh, we have our improv track, which uh, is hugely, hugely important once you're on set, is to be a flexible actor who can improvise. And that's taught by Kathleen Zion. She is absolutely incredible. Um, and then we also have our technique track. When we don't do anything on camera, but we talk a lot about character development, and actors are expected to come prepared with these scenes fully memorized and work on the characterization and how do you create real, true, authentic characters out of the pages that you're given. 
And um, that is our, our third track. We also have fun classes like voiceover. People are interested in that. And um, lots of other kind of one-off classes that people can specialize in. Well, let me ask... Really something for everyone. Let, let me ask Angela this. Angela, people who have gone through these training programs and they, they come to you and they audition for these different parts for these major studios, uh, are you finding out what you need? Okay, um, Angela, um, go ahead. <laughs> Can you hear me? I hear you now. Go ahead. Okay. Our first team started out of a need, a really strong need for the fact that everything that came across my desk, not everything, but the majority, um, people just didn't understand it. Whether you were in the room or you're sending in a self-tape, there was just a lot of things that people didn't understand and didn't know. And we were having to bring people in from and from Atlanta and, um, you know, we just don't want to have to do that, especially for somebody to deliver, you know, my lines. So that's why first team starts. We are, you know, year one, year two, we still weren't getting that in the casting room. But now going into our third year, this recent film we're doing, I did background and Donna Belichick did principal. And we got, I think we had six or seven first team students that landed roles. And not only roles, but two of them, you know, received a role that was 33 days each. That's a, not only a major paycheck, it's a, a great role. So people feel I am starting to see it. People are starting to get it and it doesn't happen overnight. And first team doesn't have a promise of come and roll with us and we'll make you famous, but it gives you the tools. But you know, ultimately good, it comes down place. to the actor. Good place. The, to, good place to act- start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And- the actor has to want it and the actor has to have the drive to do it. And that combined with the tools that our teachers are giving um, are a great place to, you know, to make this happen. And you know what? You look at people like Lily Reinhart and Wyatt McClure and Isabel Monar, those people are making it. And they're kids from Strongsville and Bay Village and Olmsted Falls that are now uh, series regulars on TV shows because, you know, they did that. They trained and they put themselves out there, and they had that drive. So well, we're going to have we're going to have to have you guys on again just to do all the name dropping. And I I know Phil had some names to drop too because <laughs> Phil's big in uh, music, and we have to have Phil back on again to talk about the musical side of things because we're the home of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Absolutely, music history, and Phil coming from Motown, of course. Uh, in any event, thank you so very much. And uh, we're going to be back next week, same time, same station. So between now and then, have a great week. Thank you, Nicholas. Thank you very much. Have a safe, healthy, and a safe week. Good night. We'll be back next week. Sleeping parrot, dreaming parrot dreams. And I sat and watched the Zanzibar sunset. Sat and drank my fresh mint tea. With nothing to do until morning. And only my mind. The Advocate is sponsored by Nick Phillips and is responsible for its content. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.